0: all right well hello everyone and welcome to another episode of mining matters a mine safety podcast presented by fisher phillips my name is chris peterson and with me as always is my partner arthur wolfson arthur how are you doing today
1: oh doing pretty well chris you know i gotta say it
0: I've been doing this for a,
1: a long time now and i you know usually you think that the msio workflow drops off a little bit around the holidays people on breaks government uh, officials but i'm not this year man we're charging through at least that's what i'm saying i don't know what do you think
0: yeah absolutely it's been uh, it's been full charge i don't know basically all year i'm feeling like <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm hoping there's you know a quiet week over the holidays um but we'll see i'm not necessarily optimistic that I'll be in town for <laughs> for the holidays. So oh. yeah. No, it's just emsha has been extremely busy, which I think ties into what we're gonna discuss today on this episode. We are um Emsha has recently updated their mind safety and health data for fiscal year 2023. And just so everyone knows, right, EmSHA compiles mind safety data from basically the inception of the mine act right so starting in 1977 um, and so they've got data for for that year and released in 1978 and updates that data annually and uh, they just most recently updated the fiscal year 2023 data on December 4th and so we'll talk about that today and this this information includes you know obviously the number of mines and the number of miners Um, but typically what they do is is they track fatalities per year in the mining industry and they track the fatal injury rates and total injury rates and then correlate that to uh, inspection hours and number of citations and orders issued Um, and then MSHA also tracks the SNS rates for citations and orders issued and the dollar amounts assessed and so we'll compare this data from recent years discuss our thoughts on mind safety and health trends. So Arthur, what are your initial thoughts when looking at this information, which I I should add, right, is available on EmSHA's website.
1: Yeah. So one other thing to add, Chris, just in uh, introducing all this is, you know, for those of you out there that may not know this, EmSha's fiscal year ends September 30th. So when we talk about 2023. That actually goes October 1 of 2022 through September 30th, 2023. So we, you know, we've completed 2023 for MSHA purposes. You know, I think this data is interesting. Um, I think we, and we're going to get into it in a little bit of uh, detail uh, on each topic. It's interesting to see, I think we're starting to see a normalizing of the numbers post covid you know, the numbers were a little bit anomalous in 2020 and probably 2021, but now you're seeing 2022 and 2023. So I think if you compare that back to, say, 2017, 18, and 19, you can sort of see where the trends are. I, I tend to throw out 20 and 21. But one of the things I think that's worth noting is MSHA publishes this which I think is useful. I, I give the uh, the agency credit for doing that. I think that's a an element of transparency there on their part. But you know, this is going to drive policy, and I think that's the you know I think everybody would agree with that, including the agency. They're putting these numbers out there for a reason, uh, both to share how we're doing as an industry, but also to say, hey, look, if there's a policy initiative coming down the road, this is the reason for. And, and and I think we can even see some of those initiatives in the numbers themselves. So uh, I think what we're going to do here on this episode is kind of give uh, an overview of the numbers and then, you know, Chris and I will share our thoughts for what they're worth. Hopefully, maybe they'll spark some discussion, but I, I would commend anybody who is interested to take a look at these numbers because there are some stories in there, so.
0: No, I agree. Yeah, they are interesting. Yeah, at first glance, you're just like, you know, okay, these are just the standard numbers, right? But if you really start looking at, um, you know, number of mines, number of miners, and then the orders and citations issued, inspectors hours, right? And you can really kind of see, see trends. I think, I think you do raise a good point, right? When I'm looking at these numbers. So if you go on MSHA's website and you click on you know, the mine safety and health at a glance, right? That's basically what they, what they've put out here. Um, and so it goes obviously from the current year, 2023 back to 2017, right? So whatever that is, a six, seven year snapshot, you can go further back, right? They do have the data, obviously all the way back to 1978, but I think it's useful just to kind of see this trend and, and you're right, Arthur, I think you raised a good point For in terms of 2020 and 2021. Those numbers uh, sort of across the border are, are kind of anomalous, right? Like, I, I don't know how much stock we can put into those particular numbers because of COVID, but we are seeing sort of, you know, a quote-unquote return to normal, right, if you, if you will, I think starting at least this year, maybe even 2022, right, kind of getting back on track. But um, yeah, so without... Further ado, let's you know kind of jump into this. What are your thoughts on on this total number of mines, Arthur? And I think what we can do is discuss right the, the total number of mines, and then Emsha also splits it out between coal and metal non-metal.
1: Right. So I, I think uh, a couple of thoughts. If we look at you know the total number of mines for 2023 was 12,671. That's pretty steady um, from last year a little bit of a dip from 2019. the one thing that I would know I, I found to be interesting because you know obviously we saw a decline in the number of coal mines in the mid 2010s that decline continued from 2017 through 2019 but then, In 2023, the number of coal mines is actually up from 2022. In in 2022, there were 991 coal mines. Um, In 2023, there's 1,005. Corresponding to that, the number of coal miners is up from 65,832 in 2022 to 68,193 in 2023. So... You know my takeaway from that. You know I'm not a I'm you know, I I work with the coal industry. I'm not an an expert on the business. I wonder if we've seen maybe the last of the the dip that we lived with for a number of years. If it's sort of normalized out and and this is the level where we're at going forward. What does that mean for MSHA? Um, well, you know I, I think all of us know that as the number of coal mines decreased substantially in the mid 2010s, we saw a number of displaced MSHA coal inspectors. We saw some consolidation of districts Then we had the blurring, etc., cetera. Um, and we saw coal inspectors going to metal, non-metal. Does this potentially, and I say potentially, but does this potentially signal an end to that? Maybe not a complete end, but maybe a lessening of that than what we've seen in the past. Maybe the number of coal inspectors will also normalize as the number of coal mines and coal miners normalizes. So that's one point I'd throw out in those numbers. You know, the metal nonmetal numbers, I'll get your thoughts on this in a second, Chris, but nothing really jumped off the page at me. That the, the number of the total number of metal non-metal mines is significantly higher than coal mines. So we're accounting for a lot of small Small mines, but but the total number and then the total number of miners has stayed relatively consistent from 2017 on on the metal non-metal side. But those are my thoughts on on, on those set of numbers. I'll, I'll see what you think on on any of that.
0: Yeah, so I, I think starting with the the number of coal mines, and I and I do wonder if this is sort of has stabilized, right? So the twenty twenty three number is as you mentioned, Arthur, is one thousand and five coal mines. Number of miners sixty-eight thousand one hundred and ninety-three, and this is twenty twenty three, right? But then I drop down to coal production, so millions of tons. So in twenty seventeen, it looks like there were twelve hundred and twenty five coal mines, eighty three thousand and change miners, and they produced seven hundred and eighty million tons of coal in that in twenty seventeen. And we jumped to 2023, you know, obviously a thousand mines, 68,000 miners, and then the, the production drops from 2017 levels down, down to 583, which is, is fairly close to the 2022 number of 596 million tons. And then you had mentioned the inspectors, right? The, the coal mine inspectorate, if you will, 2017, we had 250 inspection hours per mine, and in a 2023, we had 220. So I think that's probably correlates fairly well to number of mines and and the number of inspection hours. So you're right. I think we're probably seeing that as as the new normal, if if that's what we want to call it. And then that coal production, I suspect, is going to you know hover right around you know 580 up to 600 million tons probably going forward. You know, I know, and this is sort of a sidebar, but, you know, I know in, in just recent discussions with some folks in the coal industry, um, that's kind of their expectation is is that where we're at now with coal production is what we're going to see in the in the coming years. Um, simply because, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk of renewables, that kind of stuff. But, you know, the the harsh reality is that does not contribute enough Power right to the power grid to really uh, completely eliminate coal altogether, and then we have you know overseas markets, you know, those kinds of issues. Um, so I think that's probably you know what we're going to be seeing going forward, and then jumping down to metal on metal, I agree with you 100, Arthur. I think. That number of mines, right, just so everybody knows, in 2017 is 11,965, and 2023, 11,666. And that was striking to me, just to see how steady that level or that number is, right, for the metal non-metal mines. And then going down to total mining area inspection hours, right, we had 20 per mine in, in 2023, Compared to 22 and 2017, right? So, again, I think those levels are are rock steady. And then perhaps a, a disturbing trend, though, Arthur. I I see our fatalities. What do you What do you see in the number of fatalities for both coal and metal non-metal mines within this time frame?
1: Yeah, so that's obviously going to be a big driver of MSHA's policy and a focus of MSHA's attention, and it should be. You know, I don't think anybody would dispute that. Fatalities are the worst part of the job that I do, and, and, the, and nobody wants to see any. And certainly, I, I think this has been publicized beyond just this set of data that came out. But, but the thing about this set of data is it breaks it down into a little bit more detail. But the big number, I mean, this is, you know, the most important number. Is, is in 2023, uh, fiscal year 2023, there were 42 total mining fatalities. Um, that is the highest number in the date range that MSHA was reporting in this particular data set, you know, the 2017 through 2023. Really, you know, uh, 2020, 2017, 26, 2018, 22, I mean, the numbers were way down. And then they started uh, creeping back up. Uh, we were up to uh, 39 fatalities in 21, and then 32 in 22, and now 42 in 23. So that's going to get Emsch's attention. It should, uh, but let's look a little closer because this the data gives us uh, a little bit more detail. On the coal side, uh, of those 42, uh, there were 10 on the coal side and 32 on the metal-non-metal side. One number that I do find noteworthy is that 10 of the fatalities of the 42 total were attributable to contractors. That's that's just about 25%, a shade under 25% were from contractors. When we compare that with 2022, six of the 32 were from contractors. You know, so That That's a trend. I think, you know, can we extrapolate a conclusion on that? You know, maybe, maybe not. But I do think the use of contractors has increased. The use of alternative means for staffing our minds has increased. Are we getting contractors with less experience? That may be an overbroad statement, but it's something to consider. But going forward, you know, MSHA has the authority to impose compliance requirements for contractors on the production operator. And I think we're gonna see that. You know, I think we're gonna see more of that. Um, That production operators, you know, frankly, the buck stops with them. I think we all know that. Are we gonna see uh, an increase in focus on that related to contractors due to these numbers? that's something that would that may jump off the page at msha and may drive some policy so those are my thoughts on the fatality numbers chris uh what did you take from it
0: i think i agree with everything that you've said arthur i i i tend to look at the fatality numbers and yeah i can't tell you where you know where that high 42 number comes from um you know, I, and you mentioned, you know, the 39 in 2021, which was, uh, you know, already quite high even back then. It drops down to 32 in 2022. And now we're back up. Um, so, yeah, for 10 of those to occur in coal, what we're, in my mind, what we're really looking at in terms of driving those numbers is metal, non metal. Um, and then I actually dropped down and looked at the fatal injury rate and the all injury rate. So obviously, the fatal injury rate is higher, right? With a higher number of fatalities, meaning, you know, injury, more injuries are resulting in, in a fatal result. But then across the board, it looks like, so I'm just, I'm dropping down here to the metal on metal part, the all injury rate. So MSHA tracks the all injury rate as reported injuries per 200,000 hours worked. And for metal on metal, that's actually gone down. So in 2017, that all-injury rate was 1.83. And in 2023, we're at 1.58. So what that seems to indicate to me, and again, I'm no statistician or a big number guy by any means, but what that means is we're having fewer injuries overall, but the injuries, more injuries that we're having are resulting and a fatality, and so to your point, Arthur, in terms of driving MSHA policy, I'm not exactly sure what that informs the agency to do. Right. So if your overall injury rate is lower, I mean, typically if it were higher, I would expect MSHA to focus on training, um, you know, particularly task training, new tasks, those kinds of things. But if your overall injury rate is lower, what we're looking at really is, you know, some sort of catastrophic event or or catastrophic failure, either on the part of a contractor or on, on the part of an operator. So I think that, that disconnect there, or maybe that's a connection of some kind, I don't know, right? But I think that's, as you mentioned, Arthur, I think that's what's going to drive MSHA policy to look at, you know, overall I think we're doing a good job in, in the industry of of reducing injuries but then how do we prevent these sort of you know these these catastrophic type events leading to you know 32 and 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 so to' get metal on metal right 32 in 2023 fiscal year I mean that's vastly higher than all these other numbers that we're seeing right so 2017 it was 12. 2018, 13, 2019, it jumps up to 19, 2021 jumps up to 27, then back down to 20 in 2022, and then up to 32 in fiscal year 2023. So yeah, I have a tendency to look at sort of, you know, those injury rates to kind of see, you know, what could be contributing to those higher number of fatalities. And then just dropping down to cold, you know, 10 in fiscal year 2023, is actually pretty low, right? When we compare that to the 2017 number of 14, going up to 15 in 2019, the 2020 we have 3, 2021 we have 12, and then we're up to 10 in, in fiscal year 2023. So, And again, and you can see those all-injury rates decreasing and then the fatal injury rates for coal also decreasing, right? So fiscal year 2023, that fatal injury rate was... 0.0155 compared to 2017's number of 0.0189, right? So we see a decline there, and the all injury rate, so fewer injuries to, in total, right? 2.72 in 2023, and 3.12 in 2017, right? So you can see a decrease there as well. But I agree. I think EMCHA um, is going to be looking at these numbers, right? And they you know, I don't know if you remember the rules to live by, right, where MSHA identified the, the most frequently cited standards that were that they identified as contributed to fatalities. So maybe we'll see something along those lines, right, where MSHA is really going to be looking at this and trying to figure out, you know, what exactly enforcement-wise, right, can the agency do to address some of these fatal numbers.
1: Right. And we also have the powered haulage rule is going to be coming out. You know, I think, you know, that's been sort of put on ice for a little bit, but all, all signs are pointing to that coming out. I don't think it's just going to die on the vine. And I would expect when it does come out, because let's face it, the the proposed rule had a lot of gray area had a lot of uh, questions that needed to be answered. I think when that final rule comes out and then MSHA, hopefully provide some compliance assistance with it, it will be an, with an eye toward these fatal numbers. And, you know, maybe that will help focus the po- powered haulage rule, focus where EMsha's uh, expectations are with it and and where the regulated community should be focused with it because it was so open-ended when it was proposed. I think we'll probably see that, you know, I, I I would tend to think so, but that's the big number that, you know, we've, we've heard it at conferences. We've heard it at when MSHA talks is, is the, is the total fatality numbers. And, and like you said, you know, this is just in this data set, at least, you know, the, the metal non-metal fatal number is up um, I would note, you know, just jumping back to number of miners, you know, we talked about the number of metal, non-metal mines staying relatively steady. The total number of metal, non-metal miners is is up uh, by a decent amount, 2023, 254,172 compared to just last year, 247,000 and change. So, you know, there are, um, you know, 8,000 or so more metal, non-metal, 7,000, I guess, more metal, non-metal miners. Um I don't know. And then the number of fatalities is up. Is that maybe, is it a result of inexperience because more people are being brought in, which may lead to a discussion of training. But be that as it may, obviously we want to see those numbers go down as far as we can uh, in terms of the fatalities, but it is good to see that the injury rates are are low. So that's a good sign. So let's switch over to uh enforcement the data gives us some numbers on enforcement given everything we've just discussed and what do we see there
0: yes so msha tracks citations and orders issued and what they say is those are issued so that does not um include citations and orders that are vacated and the citations and orders issued, basically they're saying that particular number can fluctuate based on, uh, you know, whether uh, a citation is either conference or contested and subsequently vacated. And then same thing, they, they do track the assessment amounts and that's, that tracks between um, the issuance date and that can also be adjusted if there are modifications, right, in any terms, in, 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 in any as a result of any sort of conference or, or contest proceeding. So basically what we're looking at here, so for coal, well, I can start with the overall, I'll start with the overall number. So this combines coal and metal, non-metal. In 2017, citations and orders issued was 103,425. That dropped down a little bit in 2018 to 99,597. Stayed relatively the same in 2019 at 99,542. As we mentioned earlier, 2020 and 2021 seem relatively anomalous because of COVID. So those numbers dropped down to 82,000 and change and 76,000 in 2021. And then we sort of ramped back up, right? In 2022, 85,000 and change. And now in 2023 fiscal year, we are back up to 94,445 which i think is consistent with emsha's message earlier in the year right that they were going to really focus on enforcement you know seeing and tracking these fatal numbers you know what can the infor- the agency do in terms of enforcement so i think we're we're seeing sort of what you mentioned before arthur this normalized trend right so this this ninety-four thousand four hundred and forty-five, I think that's that's probably the number or thereabouts, right, that we're going to see going forward. And so it just splits that up, you know, between coal and, and metal non-metal. So for 2023, out of that ninety-four thousand four hundred and forty-five number, thirty-nine thousand six hundred and fifty-seven citations and orders were issued in coal with Metal non metal contributing 54,788, right? So, that all that is for fiscal year 2023. And looking at the cold numbers, right, we hit a peak of 46,745 in 2017. That remains steady for probably 2017, 2018, 2019. Drops, obviously, as we've mentioned several times now, 2020 and 2021 and then crept back up in 2022 to 34,000, and now we're at the 39,657. And you had mentioned, I thought was a, a, a good point earlier, Arthur, is if you track citation and order numbers compared to the number of coal mines, I would be very surprised if we saw much variance at all, right? Because we're seeing relatively the same amount of inspection hours per mine right so as the mine total mine numbers fluctuate right then we see slight variations in inspection hours and then slight variations in citations and orders um so i think on a percentage basis i think the argument could be made right that these citation and order numbers are relatively the same over the years And then in metal-on-metal, I think probably we see a little bit less correlation because those number of metal-on-metal mines has remained so consistent. Um, But then again, just in terms of total numbers of citations and orders, in 2017 we had 56,680. Fiscal year 2023, 54,788. And we have a variance of approximately 300 mines. 300 more mines in 2017 as compared to 2023. So I think in terms of citations and orders issued, maybe the argument could be made that they've been relatively steady over the years. What are your thoughts on that, Arthur?
1: Yeah, I think you could, you could make that argument on the number of citations, but I'm going to kind of throw a little cold water on that our What might have, been perceived as positive news or at least not negative news because if you drop down and look at the dollar assessment for the penalties it tells a little bit of a different story if you look at the and we're looking at all mines in 2017 as you mentioned 103,000 and change citations were issued and the total dollar amount assessed for the penalties for those 103,000 citations was fifty four point seven million dollars. Jump over to twenty twenty three. We we have fewer citations, fewer, uh, slightly fewer mines, totally, and 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 fewer citations. Ninety four thousand and change on the citations, but the amount assessed for penalties jumps from fifty four point seven million to sixty seven point one million. So. Uh, $12.5 million uh, more is assessed for a, about 9,000 fewer citations. Well, how does that happen? Well, the only way that happens is if those citations and orders being assessed are being written higher, that they have higher gravity and negligence findings. Uh, I suppose there's the inflation adjustment as well between the years, but I think that's probably reflective of, of, um, of higher gravity and negligence findings uh, to to get that much more of a dollar difference. I don't think that's nearly all the result of inflation uh, or the inflation adjustments. And that bears out in both sectors, coal and metal, -metal, non-metal, the dollar amount in coal, we've already talked about the number of citations and so forth, but the dollar amount in coal jumps from 27.3 million up to 30.5 million so 3 million dollar uh, uh jump on the coal side even though there's about 7000 fewer citations and On the metal non-metal side we jumped from 27.5 million in 2017 up to 36.7 million in dollars assessed uh even though we have about uh, 2000 fewer citations being issued so uh, you know this gets back to so we've talked on this podcast the the mandatory versus discretionary enforcement and 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 one of the discretionary tools MSHA has is are they writing things more significant? And, you know, I would argue this is indicative of that they are. You know, that without a further deep dive into the data, it's just higher dollars, significantly higher dollars. And that's not just the inflation adjustments for fewer
0: citations. So
1: that's my takeaway from that. Um, sorry to be a
0: little bit of the bearer of bad news. But- <laughs> no, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. In my mind, when I was looking at the dollar amount assessed, yeah, I was wondering what impact the Inflation Adjustment Act had on that. And just so all of our listeners know, right, that's the act that prompts MSHA to adjust penalty assessments every year in an upwards direction, right, to account for an inflation And so we see more, you know, statutory, a higher statutory minimums, for example, and then higher penalties overall, right, as they're adjusted upwards to keep pace with inflation. But you're right, Arthur, I think that the dollar amount assessed, right, in millions of dollars, I think, is probably indicative of, okay, maybe we're holding relatively steady on overall numbers of citations and orders, Issued, but what is being issued is is um, their designations are more severe, right? So higher negligence, you know those kinds of issues. So yeah, not all not all good news, but we'll see where where we end up with that, right? I know obviously MSHA's answer, you know, has been again, at least according to what they said earlier in the year, more enforcement, more severe enforcement. It you know the numbers certainly appear to bear that approach out. Um, and we'll see what sort of effect that has on you know lowering these these fatal numbers now one question i had arthur looking at this so we've discussed citations and orders and the numbers issued emsha also tracks sns citations and orders right so the percent of everything that emsha issues what percent of that is is designated significant substantial so at least reasonably likely, and at least lost work days or restricted duty. And what do those numbers tell you, Arthur, when you're looking at percent of SNS citations and orders?
1: Well, you know, the SNS rate has held pretty steady. You know, it, it actually from 2017, uh, 2018, 2019, it was 20% or 21% for all minds. And then it's, it's, it's said 19% now. So, You know, maybe the S&S rate maybe isn't driving the penalty uh, increase that I mentioned earlier, but obviously the other designations that go on a citation form can certainly drive the penalty. That being said, you know, as we've talked about between 2023, excuse me, 2022 and 2023, there are, you know, almost 9,000 more citations have been issued even though the number of minds has remained about the same so we have not you know 19% of a higher number of citations you know means there's on a percentage basis it has remained the same but a, on a total basis there are just more sns citations floating around out there and there would be more per mind because the number of minds is about the same but the number of total citations has increased. So, you know, I guess there's two ways to look at it. You know, there's, you know, the number the percentage has not changed of SNS. It's still about one in five, but we're talking about that percentage from a total number of citations. So there would be a greater total number of SNS citations out there. So I guess it's all in how you look at it in in that regard. Um, But Certainly interesting to track. I've always wondered what the percentage of SNS is after a contest because what Emsha reports is the percentage issued. But as we know, a lot of the citations that are contested are contested for the SNS. Don't have that in this data set, but maybe right. we'll accumulate
0: that those numbers as well. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And that, I don't know, I always... I always question how how does MSHA do this so consistently, yeah. right, in the SNS citations, really to have, you know, such minimal variability from here to here in the percent SNS citations and orders issue. You know, you always hear rumors that MSHA has a, as a quota system that, you know, part of inspectors' evaluations are, you know, hitting this 20% number of SNS citations that those inspectors issue. I don't know if any of that is true. It may be, I don't know, right? But I always just kind of wonder when we see this 20%, you know, plus or minus 1%, right, over the years. And that's held true, you know, based on our own calculations. You know, I'm not sure if everybody is aware, but, you know, Fisher Phillips, we developed an show violations tracker, right? So kind of corroborating a lot of You know what is issued under what standard, and then again tracking the percent S and S. And again, this is all issued, right? So, to Arthur's point, we're not seeing like the final number after a contest or a conference, but our own numbers bear that out, right? Where we're seeing typically about twenty percent, right, every year. Yeah, it always it's always curious, right, when you see a fluctuation in 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 citations and orders issued. And yet we're still hovering around that 20% number. I just find interesting. All right. Well, I think those are pretty much all the numbers. Obviously, we've got you know a mine contractor's specific section that um, that Arthur referred to earlier in terms of tracking mine contractor, uh, basically fatals, right? For coal mines, metal non-metal mines, and then total fatalities. Then we also have the coal fatal injury rate, metal non-metal fatal injury rate, and then the total Fatal injury rate for for contractors. Are there anything strike you from the contractor information specifically?
1: Just that total number that I mentioned earlier, Chris. You know, it's high. Uh, it's it's ticked up, um, and it's a higher percentage of the overall. I think you know. I just think contractor uh, the contractor issue is always a, a tricky one, given the MSHA system. Um, but I think it will continue to be.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so based on this data, I mean, I think, at least in my mind, Arthur, and please feel free to chime in, I think we're going to kind of continue to see the the basic trend that we've seen for fiscal year 2023, right? So, you know, an an increase or at least the same number, albeit higher as, as, as compared to years past, of citation and orders issued, I suppose we'll see, you know, we'll continue to see a twenty percent S rate on those citations and orders for whatever reason. Um, and then our dollar amount assessed, I'm I'm thinking is probably gonna track along the lines of twenty twenty three, right? Whether that's a byproduct of inflation or more severe paper being issued and more severe enforcement actions, um, or a combination of both. And I think you know, obviously, we'll we'll have new rules coming out. You know, this silica rule. We'll see how that affects enforcement numbers overall. We've got the powered haulage rule coming out. We'll also see how that contributes to citation and order numbers issued. But I think the overall level of enforcement, at least under this administration, I think we can look at 2023 uh, fiscal year as as a guidepost. Arthur, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think so, too, Chris. I think um, we're going to see a reflection in the policy from what we've seen in 2023. I think AMSHA put these numbers out for a reason, and I think we're going to continue to see them. So, uh, frankly, I think for our listeners, if you haven't looked at the numbers yet, uh, you know, as you're listening to this, you know, please do. Please take a look, and, and you know, I think there's, there's a lot to there's a story to be told in these numbers. And I think Chris and I are doing our best to, to interpret it, but certainly there may be others with, with other thoughts as well. So pay attention to it. And um, you know, uh, as the agency continues to, to put these numbers out, I think we'll continue
0: to share them. Well, sounds good. And yeah, I think that will wrap up today's episode. Appreciate everybody taking the time to listen and, you know, give this, data some some thought and obviously if you have any questions about this don't hesitate to reach out you know we're always looking to discuss anything and everything mind safety and health related and i appreciate everybody's attention
1: be well everyone happy holidays and stay safe
0: This podcast provides an overview of a specific developing situation. It is not intended to be and should not be construed as legal advice for any particular fact situation.